This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The oh, Fan. Are we hugging? No, we don't need to be hugging this I need, morning. I need to come hug. It's me, Kevin Hagelin, Corey Majors, who is hugging me. What the hell is going on? And now Mike Vasek is hugging me for some reason. I don't love this. Along with Alec Medford. What was that for? I'm fine. This isn't last week. <laughs> All right, look, I'll I'll admit that's good. Monday and Wednesday last week, perhaps not in the best mood. One I'm out of fine ten. Now. How did that make you feel that we both uh initiated in physical contact? It's yeah. like a seven or an eight. It's it's odd. But you understand why, right? I, I get it. All right. I, I don't know why. I'm, yeah, just not, just a, I'm not a huggy person. Except with Noah. You use pampers instead of huggies? <laughs> That's a good one. Does that, Brandon complain? Why don't you hug me like Noah? No, the kids, <laughs> I, I will hug the kid. Okay, hold on. Now that is going to be taken out of context. My sons, <laughs> I will hug my sons and my wife, and my mom and sister. But other than that. I'm not usually a big hug person. Can you take a picture with both of your sons, Noah, like in your right <laughs> arm right here, and then Brandon in your left arm? But, like, you know, it looks like you're holding both of them. I feel like I saw, like, while we were working at the paper together, you always had a picture of you holding Brandon. I know I had a picture of me. Yes. Like, somebody printed out a picture of me holding Avery. Uh, but you had pictures of you and Brandon all over the place. Okay. I never see pictures of Noah up here. Well, I don't have a cubicle up here. I'm also going to... I don't want to derail our opening segment, which... You want to move it now? You no, know, we were going to talk about the Mavs. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to... I regret this with all of my being. Mm-hmm. I'm going to show you something that you're going to make fun of. It says... You have a bracelet that uh-huh. says K-E-V. Kev. Oh, Kev. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who made that? One of my one of my refugee kids. Dude, that's awesome. Had the volunteer work. Why get, would I laugh at that? That's cool. I'm getting soft. No, that's good. Did you want a Y at the end? No, I did not. But so he, hold on, you're saying like the other Kevin would have thrown it back at the kid and been like, "Get out of here. Yeah. Go learn how to go grow a business or something. <laughs> go grow a business. Yeah, like is that like that's not soft, dude. That's awesome. He made something for he you. Did. And you were like, I'm gonna represent that kid. It was delightful. I appreciate it. There you go, man. Good job, dude. Good job. For the three, two, one. Kevin, if you're getting too soft, Men's Tea Clinic can help. <laughs> oh I hear those commercials all the time, so I. I, I see where you're going with that. Right? <sighs> All right, let's go ahead and fire off cut number one because for most of the night, it looked like the Mavs might be too soft. Lavalli tries to knock it away inside. A swing pass. Washington to Hardy. Quarter three. Hardy party is on. One point game. All right, they won. They did. And look, 
I don't want to take away from that whatsoever. 112-104 win over the Wizards, one of the worst teams in the NBA. But the key is you keep the winning streak alive. It just it didn't look like the exact same effort as you saw from game one of the new look Mavericks. Though, obviously, I realize Gafford was doing his part with 17 rebounds, but it didn't look exactly the same. His effort was there. It was the, his effort was the same, yeah. right? Like that was that dude was still doing same energy. And I, I wonder how long that stays because, you know, if he's playing that level all the time, we're going to be really good. Uh, if everybody else can get back up to where he is, he didn't miss like his, it felt like his first 50 shots right, uh, right next next to the basket. But he, it was still it was still fun. They'd still look Mike. You're talking about chemistry yesterday. It's going to take time for them to understand spacing, understand where they're all supposed to be and what they're all supposed to be doing. But even Luca looked out of sorts a little well, bit last night. To your point, Gafford didn't play the final five minutes of the game True. when they when they ended up winning the game late in the game. They probably looked at their defensive rotations and everything and said, look, P.J. Washington, one-on-one defender, but the guy that we want in the kind of paint, calling out uh, switches, calling out pick-and-roll defenses, we want Maxi Kleba doing that. And Maxi Kleba did a great job of that uh, late in the game. So to your point, they're not there yet. I, no. I think Gafford is a better overall player than Maxi. They're different, but I think he's a better overall player. But right now – Gafford doesn't know the strengths and weaknesses of his teammates, doesn't know the defensive, uh, you know, rotations and assignments the way that the Mavericks want to do it yet. So I think it's going to be difficult for him right now to finish games because he just needs to learn more of what they want in their concepts of defense. As we saw uh, Washington, their concept is lose at all cost when it comes to winning time. That actually is probably fair. Does it like, and I don't know if this is just, you know, how you start, but Gafford, it does seem like get rebound, go right back up with it. He doesn't look to be uh, trying to pass out or anything like that yet. And I don't know if that's just, hey, you go in there and just be big. And if you get the ball, put it back up. That's your, well, that's your, your uh, reward. I honestly can't tell you the last person that has been on the Dallas Mavericks that's been considered an offensive rebounder. Yeah. Christian Wood isn't, Dwight Powell isn't, Maxi Kleba isn't. So who who have we had in the last yeah. five years? I can't think of a person that actually would attack the offensive boards and get it because if it accidentally went to them, they were just like, Luca, here's the ball back. I don't know what to do. So. And now you might have two. Like I realized Lively. one of them was injured last night but, or uh, didn't play. But you might have two now in the fold. Yeah, that's that's fun. I I know the the Jason Kidd even floated out the concept of those two at some point, maybe being on the court together at the I same still time. Think that could which happen? Which we discussed. I don't, I think it's a short spell thing, and Fair. definitely because I mean, think about this: you might have Gobert and Cat on the court at the same time in a playoff game, and you're just going to say, "No, I, we're just going to put PJ Washington on one of them." I watched. Uh, Minnesota play last night. They were on NBA TV versus the Clippers. And before I fell asleep, they were dominating the Clippers. I'll still say this. The issue I have, if you play both of those guys, because it kind of makes sense defensively. Yes. Offensively, who sets the pick for Luka? I'm just going to ask this question. I'm asking, who do you want setting the pick for Luka and rolling to the basket? Probably right now, Gafford. Okay. Yeah. So where am I putting Lively on the court right now? Double yeah. pick. Probably in the corner, oh. to be honest. Probably in the corner. And nobody's so let's just say Carl Anthony Towns is guarding 
lively. He just stands right next to the paint and goes, I don't care. Throw it to the corner. Like, yeah, that makes sense. So when Luca it. beats his guy, Cat is just standing there. When Gafford rolls to the basket. So I'm not saying they won't do it. But until like maybe Lively can develop a 33% corner three-pointer, it just – it it offensively it scares me what happens to the paint when they're both on the court together. But defensively, it does make sense. So – Finishing the game then, theoretically, because we were talking about the closing five. Everyone's like, oh, who started this game, blah, blah, blah. Who's in for the closing five minutes? And I, Obviously, the two superstars. Yes. That's easy. And then and it I goes do from there. PJ will. Okay. And he was last night. So if you go Luca, Kyrie for sure, probably PJ Washington, then we were just having a discussion, Lively versus Gafford, and then does it expand out to the other spot? Does it go Green, Jones, Exum? And Kleba has to be part of this conversation, too. Okay. I think Exum, are we overvaluing? I'm asking this as a question. He hasn't played a lot this year because he's been hurt quite a bit. Are we overvaluing the moments we've seen from him that he could really be one of your five best players? Maybe. Mm, Yeah. You have to consider He was kind of helping keep you afloat, and so maybe we're looking at him in a different way because – I'll Do we look at him baseball. over Derek Jones Jr. right now? I, I don't know. I'm kind of looking at this baseball. Are we kind of saying Ezekiel Duran should be in your lineup no matter what? You're like, wait a second. It was a, it was a really good it was six a hot weeks. stretch, yeah. When he filled in for Corey Seager, it was awesome. But are okay. we sure? And I'm, I'm honestly, I'm going to talk about Ezekiel Duran and baseball nuggets. That's why he's on my mind right now. But um, I just like when I think of Exum and I think of what you have now, I don't think he enters your thought, my opinion. Okay. I don't think he enters your thought as a finishing five. He does in my rotation, in my like nine-man yeah, rotation, yeah. he's in it. In my finishing five, I don't think Exum is in it. Okay, so let's kind of revisit last night then because Josh Green was on the court. And when you have Josh Green and PJ and Maxi, now we're discussing all those guys, I think you're limiting yourself – Three wise. I mean, I know Hardaway's more of the score, but they did have they did have the lead late in that game too. So maybe that was why Hardaway wasn't out there because defensively you're trying to hold that down. Josh Green's better at that, and he was off. But yeah, he was off, and Hardaway, Hardaway, and Green were kind of off a little last night too. So I think for defensive purposes, your final five is Green. Uh, but then, like Mike, Mike just said, Maxie's got to be in that conversation. So I think it's Maxie over PJ Washington right now. Until PJ Ooh. proves that he can hit a three, but he's great and athletic and young. So you're going Luca, Kyrie, Green, Maxi, Gafford. Yeah. Okay. I will go with. This is my answer. When it matters the most, I will go with your two superstars, the two guys you traded for, Gafford and PJ yeah. Washington. Once they totally understand yeah. what they're supposed to be doing. And then I will lean towards green right now. But I think that's the spot where it can be played with by this is where Jason Kidd has to be a very good coach. And I'll give him credit. In that run to the conference finals, he was a very good coach at pressing the right buttons Mm -hmm. and getting the right guy on the court at the right time to make it work. Because he did not have five guys he could rely upon. He had Brunson and Luka he could really rely upon. And then he had to work his tail off on the other three spots on what to do. And so I look at this one and go, if you get everything right – and P.J. Washington ran into that P.J. Washington I'm worried about last night. It's just one game, but it's like, hey, he just is running up and down yeah. the court. When is he going to affect this game? At least he wasn't affecting it negatively, but you're like, 
is he going to affect this game positively? And so I'm going to trust that P.J. Washington gets better the more he plays with this team. Gafford is is off to a great start. And then it's like, is it Kleba? Is it Green? Is it If Hardaway's – he's going to take 14 shots by that point. If he's 8 of 14, maybe I'm leaving, leaving him, him on there. the court because of his offensive threat of just nailing threes. But if you just put together your base five right now, you wouldn't put him in there because no. that feels like a game-by-game proposition. Yeah, he's yeah, if such I'm a to catch up, guy. If I'm having to catch up in the in last five minutes, then I want him on the court. It, depending on what he is that night. If he's one for night, seven, Hardy maybe was not. the guy, right? He yeah. was such a bad shooter. Hardy Hardy played the Hardaway role in I'll make all the threes late if you give them to me open, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, Hardy's not his own shot creator for the most part. He did have that one really cool, like, behind-the-back dribble in the in yeah. the paint that I thought was really awesome. But, yeah, other than that, you're and right. And he's getting better and better. I really like the development of him. But, yeah, I think that that'll be Jason Kidd's major coaching issue is if they make the real playoffs, which I think they will – is who's the fifth guy on the court? And from the six eight two, I love this basketball talk so much. I think we have good problems, and that's what Mike just said. We have good; these are good problems for Jason Kidd, and not bad ones. That is an interesting point because when it comes to usable depth, the two that we agree on, Luca and Kyrie, and then we kind of got into the spot depending on how you feel about Exum. Is would it be Exum Jones Green? Would you consider Hardaway? Does it go PJ Washington or Maxi? You assume you go Gafford, which doesn't even factor in the person who you might think is the third best player on your team in Derek Lively or could become. And so I do like the idea of picking up Washington and Gafford because now you've expanded your usable depth to what did we just rattle off about nine players right there? Yeah. And if let's just say it's green, let's just say green is the fifth guy. That means you have 25-year-old Luca, 25-year-old P.J. Washington, 25-year-old Daniel Gafford, I believe 24-year-old Josh Green. I think he's 24 if I have my years right. And then you do have a guy over 30 years old in Kyrie Irving. Right. That's good. And I didn't even name just turned 20 years old yesterday Derek Lively, who you're hoping jumps into that role as he keeps developing and getting better. So the great thing, too, about looking at this Maverick team now, all the credit in the world to Nico and his staff – is they've now developed a team that makes a lot more sense around Luka in the future. Yes. Yeah, down the road, there's some guys that can grow along with him, and he can he can utilize better on the court. When you only have, you know, pawns on the chessboard, you're screwed. But they have a little bit of everything now, and that's, that's, a, that's a huge benefit to them. Good job, Nico. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.